I'm Lucy Barkas, and this is the Leader X Podcast. Leader X is the next generation of leaders, leaders who lead with purpose and through their values. The 2020s will see the rise of Leader X as the boomers begin to retire and the X Gen step up, take control and lead with impact. In series two, I will be talking to other Leader X's to share their personal stories and secrets of success. Oh, and don't forget to buy the Leader X book and join us on the Leader X Facebook page. Now coming up, find out what Tom Hardy, Virgil from the Thunderbirds and communication has to do with leadership. This is the Leader X podcast. thread that flows throughout the Leader X book is all about presence, communication and conversations. It's one of the most fundamental and important tools any leader can develop, yet few really understand their communication impact. My guest for this episode is Dominic Colenza. Now, I first came across Dominic when I was judging the 2020 Business Book Awards and his book, Impact, jumped out at me. I loved it. Now, Dominic was a professional actor, director, and teacher at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London. He now runs Inflow Training and has worked with companies all over the world to help them communicate more effectively. In demand as a speaker, trainer, and coach, and of course, author, he's worked alongside some of the UK's most famous actors, appearing in uh, on the London stage, in BBC period dramas, and most famously, he played Virgil Tracy in the Hollywood film adaption of Thunderbirds. So he does know a thing or two about giving a great performance and now teaches other leaders how to give one too. So Dominic, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Whereabouts in the world are you at the moment? Uh, I'm up in beautiful North Yorkshire and the sun is shining. So I'm feeling very blessed right now. Yeah, no, um, I, I've got to agree. I've, I'm getting quite a tan as I'm um, doing a lot of my work out in the garden at the moment. Um, so I've let the children up the house and I, I've moved outdoors. It's beautiful. Um, so I, I've given a bit of a, an introduction. Um, but, you know, with all of my guests, with whoever I meet, I'm always really fascinated about the the journey that people have got on, um, you know, what what drives somebody to, to do the work that they do. Um, and Yours is a bit unusual because, yeah, you started <laughs> off in the acting world. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if you could just share with the listeners a little bit about your story, about, you know, what pulled you into performing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's not been a linear journey, that's for sure. Never um, is. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, was, I was actually, when I was, was younger, quite a, a kind of introvert. And I, I kind of still am. If you find me in a networking situation, I'm the person sort of stood by the buffet with the with the phone trying to kind of avoid eye contact uh, so there were there, but there was something about kind of being on stage and and being in front of an audience that I found really exciting uh, if not challenging so uh, I was I was really lucky I ended up going to uh, an international school in, in Germany for my 
kind of A-level equivalents. And I had a brilliant uh, American drama teacher who really kind of pushed me and said, you know, I think you could do this. So um, why not give it a go? And um, it was back in the day when you could probably do as many degrees as you wanted to and the government would pay for it. So I thought, well, there's nothing to lose, really. I'm going to take this opportunity. I'll, I'll take this year and apply to drama school uh, and see what happens. And uh, I applied for six drama schools and uh, didn't get into the first five that I ordered for thought oh well I'm going to have a year out uh, and then the last uh, school that I auditioned for I got offered a place and it all kind of kicked off from there so I did three years at a drama school uh, actor training very intensive I, I went to a very kind of method at drama schools that Tom Hardy was in the year below, uh, above me so it kind of gives oh, you wow. a, a kind of context for for how kind of uh, now I'm really glad I met we you were. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and we you know we 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 spent three years sort of honing our craft turning up to ballet lessons even though we weren't dancers and working on our breath and our, our voice and developing this whole kind of methodology around creating character and then I went out into the big bad world and, and landed some really brilliant acting jobs so I was one of the lucky few I, I, I really did sort of earn my early living as a as an actor um, worked with some fantastic people had some amazing opportunities to you know fly around the world and sign autographs and all, do all of that sort of madness and then the transition into what I'm doing now was was quite gradual really um, I, uh, I started working as a, a director um, and started directing shows. So I did a, a, this movie called Thunderbirds, um, which will be familiar to people listening in, in the UK in terms of the, the 1960s puppet series. And we did a live action version with Sir Ben Kingsley and Bill Paxton. And I played Virgil, got to fly a space rocket and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and then after that, I, I started moving into theatre directing. I got really kind of curious about being on the other side, um, I, I suppose in the context of what we're talking about today, that kind of leadership role. So as an actor, you're a bit of a pawn, you get kind of moved around and, and told what to do. Uh, and I wanted to have uh, more of a strategic overview of what was going on and, and you know, have more creative input into the process. So I worked as a, a director, started teaching and, and taught some of the big drama schools in London, including RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. And it was there that I got asked if I'd work with some businesses um, and help them with some storytelling. And that was the seed that then, sort of five or six years down the line, led me to set up my own training company and, and start doing this as a, a full-time thing so um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster but it's been a huge amount of fun along the way. One thing that um, keeps coming up with all of my guests and and to be fair you know anybody I know who is um, is out there setting up a business or, or doing work that they love um, there's, there's two things that keep coming up and you said them one was I was lucky and the other one is um, I met somebody who believed in me and it's yeah. almost like if you've got those two things early on then they can absolutely send you on a path and I think um, there was no luck about it you know you make your own luck <laughs> but when you, you you know it is a little bit about the right time and seizing that opportunity um, and so I suppose whatever that inner confidence that person gave you at that time that teacher um, they, they really did set well send you into a pretty uncertain career path which you yeah. may work for you but now we're really living through uncertainty um so i'm just wondering what what 
outlook have you got or any advice you've got about living in these really uncertain times? I think one thing that I've, I've taken through every stage of my career is that idea of trying to stay present um, and by present I mean being absolutely in the moment not thinking about what has just happened or what is about to happen but really seeing if you can stay in in the here and now focus on the task at hand um and you know as a, a as an actor that was always the challenge you know when you're on stage night after night performing the same lines can can you be there with the other actor in that scene or as you're speaking the monologue there with the audience um and not be thinking about what you're going to be having for dinner um <laughs> or uh, you know who you're meeting after the show so i i think when we're faced with uncertainty when we're when we're faced with change um the the more still we can be um the more grounded we can be mm. then the more options start to become available to you I, I think it's really easy in times like we're in now to sort of put yourself on a hamster wheel um and just start doing even though you don't really know what you're doing yeah. and actually you're you're finding those moments where you get to take a step back you start to be able to see that that bigger picture and i think that's a real challenge for leaders right now because their their attention is being pulled in lots of different directions and they need to be able to make time for themselves um in order to function strategically i i agree with everything you've said that there and one of the things that i've been saying to a lot of leaders on the phone is actually just take a breath and that might be between all of the multiple, you know, virtual calls that they're having and, you know, the diaries are still back to back um, or whether it's working on something, actually just go and take a breath. Um, if you can get outside or go and stand, you know, on the veranda and, and just take a moment because yeah. taking that energy from one to another, um, you're actually just carrying all the baggage. And I know you actually do talk about that in your book. Um, yeah. But I want to talk now a little bit about the communication side because it's something I'm always banging on about. Um, and especially that, you know, the, the more senior you are, all eyes are on you. Uh, people are yeah. noticing what you say or what you don't say. Um, they're, they're noticing the body language, the tone, um, and even, you know, what you're focusing on or what you choose to turn a blind eye to it's communicating, communicating cultures Absolutely. and values, um, and your followers are listening at all times. But that's me coming at it from my behavioral point of view, but I wanted you to tell me a little bit more about it and, and I guess what you teach your people, your, your clients. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's all about awareness. It's, it's so easy to forget that you are in that sense always on and i know we're not in a situation where we can walk down the corridor right now but you know imagine you were um it, you know as you're walking to the kitchen to get a cup of coffee or you're walking to the to the water cooler or walking over to someone's desk if you are in that position of leadership people are kind of looking at you and they're they're reading signals for better or for worse and i, I think it comes down to that level of awareness it's not about giving a um a, a kind of performance in the sense of trying to fake it or um, pretend that something else is the, your reality at that moment but again it's it's about understanding that you are in control of the signals that you give out that you can stop that you can take up space i think i think people that are relatively new to leadership kind of quite often get into their heads and and think about um 
you know the analytical side of of a leadership role but there's a whole physical side of a leadership role as well you know how how visible are you when people are seeing you what what do you look like you know if you're carrying literally the weight of the world on your shoulders and your body language is all kind of collapsed and uh, and crumpled then even if that's just you kind of relaxing and pausing other people can be looking at that and saying oh goodness they're you know they're they're crumbling under the pressure or whatever it mm. might be so i i think just being aware of uh, of your physical presence in those moments is is vitally important and then you can start thinking about the messages that you're transmitting and and you know i talk in the book about your your intention what do you want people to know what do you want people to feel and what do you want people to do and and those three things are absolutely in integral to a leader to think about you know, on a daily basis what how do i set the tone for the way that we work together today and if that's in a virtual context and you're touching base with your uh, team uh, on a on a daily uh, basis or, a, or on an individual basis then you need to be making time to think about that as well it's no good just turning the camera on and, and hoping for the best yeah i always remember uh, one client that i worked with and he was a pretty senior uh, fella in asda um and he'd been given some feedback that um the staff knew what kind of day they were going to have based on how he walked from his car into the front yeah um and and they mentally you know either put their shackles on or just went oh it's going to be a good day and <laughs> it's just bizarre and it was absolutely that awareness he had absolutely no idea that two minute walk well 20 second walk was really impacting people's days yeah um and so now one of the things that i learned very early on about myself is and you know i love to talk um so i'm communicating all the time um but my messaging was often very um unstructured so i would get an idea in my head or i'd be thinking about things or even you know having discussed something in a meeting and I was so pumped up and infused I'd almost just give verbal diarrhea to anybody that had listened and then you know I was almost like chucking a grenade at people yeah. and it was only then when I realized you know why aren't people getting on board with it or why aren't people joining the dots and it's because I hadn't given them the opportunity that's um, nice, yeah and, and do you see that quite a lot? Is there a difference in that, you know, extrovert or spontaneous or, you know, introverted style of communication that really makes an impact? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the key for everyone, uh, and it's a kind of mantra that if you're in the training room with me, you'll, you'll hear me bang on about, but is stop before you start. So just take that, that moment before you open your mouth, before you cross the threshold, before you pick up the phone, before you... Um, sign into the zoom meeting to take uh, a moment because then that puts you into listening mode so you're you, you know you're not always on transmit as a leader you you have to find the balance between transmit and receive and you've got to be able to judge the energy in 
the room, whether that's a physical room or a, a metaphorical room. And, and I think that's absolutely vital. I talk a lot about this idea of level eight energy. So if you imagine a scale of one to 10, um, one is um, I've got absolutely no energy at all. I can't get out of bed, you know, can, can't be bothered. Life's too difficult. 10 is uh, two cans of Red Bull, packet of M&Ms, you know, yeah, slightly that, that kind of bouncing like around the room. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and and actually level 10 whilst you might feel completely pumped is completely overwhelming for, for your audience um, so we need to aim for something like a level 8 um, and the reason I say level 8 and not level 7 is that actually most people are pretty bad at calibrating that most people are in the under energized category so if we can get people just to edge it up a little bit then that allows you to really bring a, a performance that is engaging and impactful. The caveat to that, of course, is that you have to earn the right to bring that level eight energy. So Ooh, if you're walking, that's it. That's powerful. Say, say that again, and and then expand. Uh, you have to earn the right to bring that level eight energy. So you you need to understand where your audience are. Uh, and then meet them where they are and bring them towards you. So if you walk into a room and, and people are at a kind of three or a four, there's something, you know, something bad's happened. Um, you know, we haven't hit target or someone's just been made redundant or there's an undercurrent going on. Then if you bounce in at a level eight, people mm -hmm. are going to re retract even further. Whereas if you meet them where they are, see them at a four, come in at a five and then slowly start to, warm the meeting up then you start to bring them on the journey so you've got to be really aware of what situation you're walking into um, and then take ownership for that I, I think that's your your job as a communicator is is to own the energy in the room um, and there has to be light and shade to that you can't sustain the kind of level eight the whole time mm. but you need to know that that's where you're aiming for and and to be fair, I I completely um, tune into that, and it's self regulation without a doubt. Um, when I'm doing my coaching, um, and you know sometimes we go into some quite deep stuff, and so I have to match where they are, and then by the end of it, you know, really bringing people up so that they've got some hope and commitment and some accountability, um, and yeah, and when they're excited, I get excited with them. Um, so yeah, you know, it's. It's something that we're taught as coaches, but I don't think most leaders, you know, even realise that that communication is so important, even though it's probably on every job description in the land. Yeah, um, I, th I think it does get overlooked. I think people kind of take it take it for granted, but in many respects, it, it allows you to unlock all of those other things. So you can have the best idea in the world, but if you can't bring it to life in the hearts and minds of your audience then it doesn't matter. It counts for nothing. Now, I know you've got um, a young family. Um, and so I bet there's been times when you've been caught, caught off guard, but also where some of this learning that you've done um, really helps when you're walking into a situation when there's tears <laughs> or upset or everything's gone wrong. Um, so are, are your children teaching you uh, and reinforcing oh, this for you? Hugely. I mean, it, it's fascinating to to watch my daughter, you know, she's six now and, and to see her kind of go on, on that journey. Um, a lot is fast the, the main kind of area of interest for me is actually around the kind of physical side of stuff and and you know the way that we breathe and the way that we use our voice and and this kind of little person had that perfect toolkit and now she's just getting to that 
stage where she's becoming a little bit more self-conscious mm-hmm. and, and self-aware and you can see some of the body language starting to contract and you can see the tendency you know to, to make yourself smaller to listen to some of that messaging that you're maybe getting at school which is not meant in a malicious way but can you keep it down a little bit and all of a sudden you're not using your voice in the same way uh you know get that that, that, that kind of library mentality where we have to sit and, and be small and not take up space and not and not be heard is actually really counterintuitive to what we need as leaders so i'm mm. sort of seeing i'm seeing my daughter uh, have it now start to kind of grapple with it and and lose it in moments so we're working really hard to kind of encourage her to to remain um fully committed in the way that she communicates yeah and and to be fair my children have been my uh best subjects uh you know and and testing but they've also taught me so much um and i have two daughters and one's now 12 the other one's 16 and i really did encourage them to use their voice and yeah um and to be able to articulate however now that they've got their own thoughts and opinions, sometimes I wish I could still manipulate them. <laughs> <laughs> Regret it slightly. So, yeah, be careful you, what you uh, wish for. You, as, as parents, you, you, you should do a crash course in negotiation because it certainly <laughs> tests every, <laughs> every yeah, strategy totally. that you've got. Yeah, but it, it makes us better at the work that we do as well. So, and, and, we're, and we're raising uh, future leaders and warriors, which I love. Um, so obviously we're all in lockdown right now. Um, so I just want to know, what are you actually working on? Um, are you able to serve your clients? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing some great work with with clients uh, globally on uh, virtual communication, on how to make effective meetings, um, you know, how to uh, influence people, and the the kind of future looks very much around the the kind of. Um, how do we pitch? How do we sell? How do we have those compelling conversations, whether that's virtually or face to face? Um, and, and how do we tell our stories? So I, I think whilst the the landscape has changed a little bit, um, the necessity to engage, uh, the necessity to capture people's imagination uh, and create momentum within a team or uh, within a quality conversations right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's really strange because um, whether you're doing it on Zoom or, you know, Teams or whether it's just having a conversation, actually your words and uh, projecting your voice, but even your body language, the way that you sat and everything, um, really uh, does change the message that you're taking across and you almost have to perform even more in these yes. circumstances. So I'm really glad 100%. that you're supporting. So if, if somebody wanted to, um, you know, work with you, do you do like online workshops or, or do people tend to work with you over a longer period of time? How, how, how do people engage with you? The quickest way to engage with us would just be to head over to the website, uh, inflow.global, uh, and you'll be able to get a sense of, of what we do over there. We, we tend to work with organizations on a more long-term basis, but we have had quite a few requests in, in the last weeks and months uh, to put together individual masterclasses and, and webinars um, uh, with everything right through to long-term leadership development programs. So we're, we, we have a very 
clear communication focus, uh, but do a lot of work with teams now uh, around sales and, and pitching and, and how organizations tell their stories so that they get themselves heard. Oh, wonderful. Um, so what I want to now know is the one big question I'm asking all of my guests. Um, if you had one piece of advice for all leaders or a kind of life philosophy that you live your life by and you wish everybody else would too, uh, what would be that one life principle or philosophy? It's very simple, actually. My, my philosophy is be you. Oh, so I, I spent a, a lot of time in my kind of early years as, a, as an actor trying to obviously <laughs> be, be someone, someone else, else to create yeah. <laughs> create a character but ultimately you only have yourself and your own experiences to draw from um, and and that's what makes you unique that's what makes you interesting uh, so the the best leaders that I know are being themselves don't try to be someone else yeah I love that well, I've really enjoyed our chat and um, I know that the uh, the listeners will have done as well. And I really hope that they get in touch with you because, um, like I said, you know, I've read your book and I loved it. It just uh, it spoke my language and it was also written in just everyday normal language, which, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it wasn't trying to be too clever. It was ju- it was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, just to reiterate that you can get it, I, I guess, on all online bookstores. Yeah, you can. Uh, and it's on Audible as well. So if oh, you want to listen brilliant. to my dulcet tones, reading it, um, by all means, get it there. And if you would like to connect, I'm, I'm also on Twitter and on LinkedIn and all of those good things. So come and say hello. It'd be lovely to carry on the conversation. Well, um, hopefully when all of this is over, we'll get to meet in person. But it's been an absolute uh, delight to talk to you. So I just want to say thank you and take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more or have any thoughts or questions, then as always, please get in touch. You can email hello at 3wh.uk.com. That's the number three and the letters W and H. And of course, you can follow us on the Leader X Facebook page or Instagram and Twitter. And I'll be back soon with another great guest. Until then, bye. Thank you for listening to the Leader X podcast. The Leader X podcast is a gifted gab production for 3WH.